Wordplay, Theater for the Ear and the Imagination, presents Sham, a comedy by Frank Jerome Tompkins. Tompkins was professor of English at Wayne State University in Detroit and wrote several short plays, the most famous of which is Sham, which he subtitled A Social Satire. The play was first produced at the Chicago Art Theater and was three times adapted for television, including one for ABC in 1948, starring Edward Everett Horton as the thief. In this short play, Tompkins skewers pretense, superficiality, and the lack of authenticity in objects and in people. In our production, Danny Kaplan plays the thief. Michael Joseph and Kate Joseph are Charles and Clara. Father Matthew Powell directed. The play is set in a home in a wealthy neighborhood. Charles and Clara return home to find a stranger in their house. <gasps> Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. You surprised me. Can't say I expected you home so soon. Was the place such an awful bore that you left early? Well, can't one of you speak? I can carry on a conversation alone, but the question and answer method is usually preferred. <laughs> if one of you will ask me who I am, I, we might get a step further. You... you... you're a thief! Exactly. And you, madam, the mistress of the house, I presume? Or are you another thief? The traditional one that it takes to catch the first. This... this is our house, Charles. Why don't you do something? Don't stand there like a... Make him go away. Tell him he mustn't take anything. What have you taken? Give it back to me instantly. How dare you? Charles, take it away from him. Uh, I say, old man, you'd better clear out. We've come home. You know you can't... Come now. Give it up. Be sensible. I don't want to use force. I don't want you to. If you've got anything of ours, we aren't helpless, you know. You're not armed, I know that. I threw your revolver down the cold air shaft. Never carry one myself. Yours was in the bottom of your bureau drawer. Bad shape those bureau drawers were in. Nice and neat on top. Rat's nest below. Shows up your character in great shape. Always tell your man by his bureau drawers. Did it ever occur to you that a thief might drop in on you some night? What would he think of you? I don't think... Th you should. I said to myself when I opened the drawer, they put up great surface, but they're shams. Probably streak that runs through everything they do. You ought to begin with real neatness. This other sort of thing? It's just a form of dishonesty. You, talking to us about honesty in our house. Just the place for honesty. Begin at home. Charles, 
I won't stand this. You hold him. I'll telephone the police. You can't. You cut the telephone wires. Didn't have to. Your telephone service has been cut off by the company. I found that out before I came. I suspect you neglected to pay the bill. You ought not to. Makes no end of trouble. Inconvenienced me this evening. Better get it put back right away. Charles, do I have to stand here and be insulted? Sit down. Won't you, please? This is your last ham sandwich, so I can't offer you any. But there's plenty of beer in the cellar if you care for it. I don't recommend it, but perhaps you're used to that brand. Charles, are you going to let him preach to us all night? I won't have it. Being lectured to by a thief. You can't stop a man's talking, my dear. Especially this sort of man. Can't you see? He's a born preacher. Old man, while advice is going round, let me tell you that you've missed your calling. Oh, Charles, don't talk to him. You're a good deal bigger than he is. Maybe I know judo. He's insulting you now, Charles. Please try. I'll hold his feet. No doubt you would, but that wouldn't stop my talking. Let's have fair play, at least. Fair play? I'd like to know what Please, don't screech. My head aches and your voice pierces so. Let's sit down quietly and discuss the situation like well-bred people. And when we've come to some understanding, I'll go. Yes, after you've taken everything in the house and criticized everything else you can't take... Our manners and our morals. But he isn't taking anything now, is he? Let the poor chap criticize, can't you? I don't suppose he often meets his, uh, customers, socially. He's just dying for a good old visit. Lonesome profession, isn't it, old man? If you won't do anything, I'll call the neighbors. No neighbors to call. Nearest one a block away, and he isn't at home. That comes of living in a fashionable suburb. Don't believe you can afford it, either. Won't you sit down, madam? I can't until you do. Well, then, I will have to stand, and I've been on my feet all day. It's hardly considerate. I don't talk so well on my feet, either. Thank you. That's better. Have a cigarette? Here you are, Charles. Thank you. And you, madam? Thank you. I don't care to smoke with a thief. Right. Better not smoke anyway. I'm so old-fashioned, I hate to see women smoke. None of the women in my family do it. Perhaps we're too conventional for... I don't know that I care to be like the women of your family. No doubt you got the cigarettes from a man of taste. Your next-door neighbor, Hampstead. This is... was his cigarette case. Exquisite taste. Seen this case often, I suppose? Great friends with the Hempsteads? Or perhaps you don't move in the same circles? Pardon me, tactless of me. But how could I guess? Well, here's your chance to get acquainted with his cigarettes, at least. Bully's cigarette. Hempstead's a connoisseur. (sighs) Truth is, we don't know the Hempsteads. They've never called. That's right, Charles. Tell the truth and shame the devil. There isn't any reason I am sure Quietly, please. Remember, my head. 
I'm sorry, but I must decline to discuss your social prospects with you, much as we all should enjoy it. There isn't time for that. Let's get down to business. The question we've got to decide and decide very quickly is, what would you like to have me take? What would we... What would we like to have you take? <laughs> Why, you can't take anything now. We're here. Of all the nerve, what would we like you You've to got take? me, old man. You'll have to repeat. I may be slow, but I don't for the moment see the necessity for your taking anything. I was afraid of this. I'll have to begin further back. Look here now. Just suppose I go away and don't take anything. How would you like that? Suits me to a T. How about you, my dear? Think you can be firm and bear up under it? Don't be sarcastic. Besides, it isn't fair to me when I'm trying to help you. Here am I trying to get you out of a mighty ticklish situation, and you go and get funny. It isn't right. Beg pardon, old man. You see, this is a new situation for us, but we're anxious to learn. Listen, then. See if you can follow this. Now, there's nothing in your house that I want, nothing that I could for a moment contemplate keeping without a good deal of pain to myself. If you care to know, we had the advice of a well-known interior decorator, Elsie de Wolf. Elsie de Wolf? Oh, Elsie, how could you? Now, if you had asked me to guess, I should have said Sears and Roebuck. I shudder to think of owning any of this bric-a-brac myself. <sighs> but it must be done. Here am I offering to burden myself with something I don't want, wouldn't keep for worlds, and couldn't sell. Oh, why do I do this? Yes, why do you? I do it to accommodate you. Must I be even plainer? Uh, imagine I go away, refusing to take anything in spite of your protests. Imagine it's tomorrow. The police and the newspaper reporters have caught wind of the story. Something has been taken from every house on Sergeant Road, except one. The nature of the stolen articles shows that the thief is a man of rare discrimination. To be quite frank, a connoisseur. A connoisseur of what? And a connoisseur of such judgment that to have him pass by your alleged Rubens is to count doubt upon its authenticity. I do not exaggerate. Let me tell you what I took from the Hempsteads. Exquisite items. But that would take too long. The public immediately asks, why did the thief take nothing from 2819 Sergeant Road? The answer is too obvious. There is nothing worth taking at 2819 Sergeant Road. Uh-huh. The public laughs. Worse still, the neighbors laugh. What becomes of your social pretensions after that? It's a serious thing, laughter is. And it's a serious thing to have a thief pass you by. People have been socially marooned for less than that. Have I made myself clear? Are you ready for the question? What would you like to have me take? Now I say, old man, that's neat. Sure you aren't a lawyer. I have studied the law, but from the other side. It's all bosh. Why couldn't we claim we'd lost something very valuable, something we'd never had? That's the most shameless proposal I've ever heard. Yes, you could lie about it, 
I can't conceal from you what I think of your moral standards. It's no worse than breaking... Your moral sense is blunted, but I can't attend to that now. But think of this. Suppose, as I said, I should take nothing, and you should publish that bare-faced lie, and then I should get caught. Would I shield you? Never. Or suppose I shouldn't get caught. Has no one entered your home since you have lived here? Doesn't your maid know what you have? No, no, it isn't worth the risk. Why do people never stop to think of the practical advantages of having things stolen? Endless possibilities. Why, a woman loses a $50 brooch and it's immediately worth $500 when it's reported to the insurance company. The longer it stays lost, the more diamonds it had in it. Until she prays God every night that it won't be found. Look at the advertising she gets out of it. And does she learn anything from it? Never. Let a harmless thief appear in her room and she yells like a hyena instead of saying to him, like a sensible woman, you take those imitation pearls off my dresser and get the hell out of here. If I ever see you those pearls around here again, I'll hand you over to the police. That's what she ought to say. It's the chance of her life. A thief doesn't expect gratitude, but it seems to me he might at least expect understanding and intelligent cooperation. Here you are facing disgrace, and here am I willing to save you. And what do I get? Sarcasm. Cheap sarcasm. I, I beg your pardon, old man. I, I'm truly sorry. Clara, there's an idea in it. What do you think? Hmm. It has its possibilities. Now, if he'll let me choose, let me think. We might let you have something. What do you want? <laughs> what do I want? I don't want anything. Can't you see that? The question is, what do you want me to have? And please, be a little considerate. Don't ask me to take the piano or the refrigerator. Can't you make up your minds? Ah, let me help you. Haven't you got some old wedding gifts? Everybody has. Regular white elephants, yet you don't dare get rid of them for fear the donors will come to see you and miss them. A discriminating thief is a godsend. All you have to do is write, Dear Maud and Fred, last night our house was broken into, and of course, the first thing that was taken was that lovely porcelain ballerina with the clock in her stomach that you gave us. Or choose what you like. Here's opportunity knocking at your door. Make it something ugly as you please, but something genuine. I hate sham. Charles, it's our chance. There's that lovely hand carved. Stop. I saw it. It has the marks of machine made all over it. Not that. Beggars shouldn't be... Where's my coat? That settles it. Oh, don't go. I didn't mean it. Honestly, I didn't. It just slipped out. You mustn't leave us like this. I don't have to put up with such... Oh, please stay and take something. Haven't we anything you want? Charles, don't let him go. Talk to him. Don't be so sensitive, old man. She didn't mean it. You know how those old sayings slip out. You ought to hear what she calls me sometimes. I don't have to. I'm not her husband. But I'm not going to be mean about this. I'll give you another chance. Trot out your curios. How about that antique ceramic set of Clara's grandmother's? I'm no judge of such things myself, but if you could use it, take it. 
Granddad gave it to her when they were sweethearts, didn't he, Clara? That. Antique ceramic? That jug won't be four years old its next birthday. Don't lay such things to your grandmother. Have some respect for the dead. If you paid more than four dollars for it, they saw you coming. You don't know anything about it. You're just trying to humiliate us because you know you have the upper hand. All right. Go ahead. Take your own risks. There's that Sheffield tray. No. Do you like Wedgwood? Yes. If there were any. No, no. Those aren't Wedgwood. This darling Hawthorn vase. Please, take it away. It isn't Hawthorn. I suppose these cloisonnets... If they were, but they aren't. Well, if you'd consider a burnt wood plaque, that's a genuine burn. Nothing short of cremation would do it justice. Of course, I've got to take one of them, if they're all you've got. But honestly, there isn't one genuine thing in this house, except the ham sandwich. I wonder if you would treasure this miniature as I do. It's very dear to me. It's grandmother. Oh, grandmother again. As a little girl, painted on ivory. See that quaint old coral necklace and those adorable yellow curls? And the pink circle comb. Would you like it? Hmm. Trying to appeal to my sympathy. I have a good notion to take it to punish you. I wonder if it is your grandmother. Let me have a look at it. There isn't the slightest family resent. Look, look here. It's, it's a copy of the Selby miniature. Woman, do you know who that is? It's Harriet Beecher Stowe at the age of 12. And it's a copy. Ah, oh, there's no use trying to save us after this. We'll just have to bear the disgrace. Wait a minute. You won't have to. Say, Clara, where is that old picture of Cousin Paul? It's just as bad as it pretends to be if genuineness is all you want. Who is Cousin Paul? Don't try to ring in Daniel Webster on me. A cousin of mine lives on a farm near Madison, Wisconsin. You don't claim the picture is by Sargent or Whistler? <laughs> Certainly not. It's a watercolor, uh, of the purest, uh, water. Huh. I'll take Cousin Paul. Probably he has human interest. That's the last thing I should have thought of in connection with Cousin Paul. Bring him, but wrapped, please. My courage might fail me if I saw him face to face. Mine always does. While Charles is wrapping up the picture, I want to know how you got back so early. Your maid said you were going to the Garrick Theatre. We told her so, but we went to the movies. You ought not go to the movies. It will destroy your literary taste and weaken your minds. I don't care for them myself, but Charles won't see anything else. You ought to make him. Charles will go where you take him. Now, tonight there was a Granville Barker play at the Garrick, and you went to the movies to see a woman whose idea of cuteness is to act as if she had a case of arrested mental development? Ugh. Here's your picture all wrapped up. Can't tell you how grateful we are. Don't try to thank me. If you give up shamming, I'll feel repaid for my time in trouble. By Jove, I've stayed far too long. I must make tracks this minute. I'll feel repaid if you take my advice about the theater, for one thing. And uh, 
why don't you bundle all this imitation junk together and sell it and get one genuine good thing? Who'd buy them? There must be other people in the world with tastes as infallibly bad as yours. Call that honest? Certainly. I'm not telling you to sell them as relics. You couldn't in the first place, but... Except to a home for the aged and indigent blind, I wish I could help you pick out something with your money, but I don't dare risk seeing you again. (laughs) Why not? There's honor among thieves. If you were thieves, I'd know just how far to trust you. I must run now. I'll tiptoe out the back door. Thanks, old man. We're very grateful. Oh, thank goodness he's gone. What relief. The pace is too rapid for me. You had me running around in circles. But he's got the picture, and we're safe at last. But he wasn't a bad fellow, was he? I, I couldn't help liking him in spite of his impudence. You showed it. You took sides with him against me all the time. Hmm. But, you know, the thief was right about our house... It's all wrong. The Hempsteads would see it in a minute. Hmm. I believe I'll clear out this cabinet and have this room done over in mahogany. Mahogany is too expensive. Pine will do just as well. We'll stain it to look mahogany. No one will know the difference. (laughs) ¶¶